Okay, so hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the BIHA podcast. Uh, Nick is uh, with me as always. Hi Nick. Hello, hi, how are you guys doing? Um, guys as in the Royal Guys, I'm doing well, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm talking to the people out there in podcast land. Ah, of course, yeah, we've got to think about our the audience. Loyal, loyal following Rambo, come on, we yeah. all know it happens, we all know it exists. Yeah, well, we're getting three-digit listeners every week, so that's you know that's more than we expected. I think when we started this thing, I don't know. I think they're rather they're probably going to expect us to start. I don't know, doing this weekly or something if we don't we're not careful. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I don't think we'll get the content that good to want to do it weekly. So um, anyway, we're no. going to have a wee a wee sort of look at some of the uh, the check-in fixtures first, um, and then we'll look at the. Uh, the non-checking, but before we get into non-checking, halfway through this podcast, we're going to be uh, listening to the chat that I had with the Oxford women's team. So, uh, anyway, um, first up, non-checking, uh, sorry, checking north, uh, Nick. Um, have, have you had a look at checking north one? I have. I'm just obviously looking at it right now. We just had a very brief conversation back uh, a couple of minutes ago, but yeah, it's uh, shaping up quite nicely. Obviously, a couple of teams, a couple of games in. Uh, now everyone's uh, got their feet wet, so to speak, uh, and obviously we're looking at. Um, there's obviously the Nottingham and Sheffield. Well, there's the Nottingham Edinburgh game, which we know was a win for Edinburgh, which uh, moves them up the standings. But still, it's uh, shaping up quite nicely. Yeah, I think once once that game is on the board, um, Edinburgh will be top of the division. Um, because they'll have no, they won't. Sorry, that's rubbish. Uh, Sheffield will still be top of the division, and after writing Sheffield off, what do they go and do? They beat our favourites St Andrews at home uh, last night, and uh, yeah, I mean that 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 was a shocker for me. I thought St Andrews would have the beating of pretty much everyone in this in this division after seeing them uh, against the Eagles a, a couple of Tuesdays ago. Yeah, it's. Uh... <coughs> Just looking down here, it's interesting to see again for Division One. It's what we want to see. It's their hockey games at the end of the day. You're gonna might be high scoring, but that's the nature of the league. You're getting six six tie, six four, four one, discounting the Leeds game. Sorry, down to three two. Like they're they're actual hockey games, which two teams competing on any given on any given Sunday, you could have uh, have a different team coming out with a victory, which is what you want to see. Yeah, or Tuesday or. Wednesday afternoon or whatever it may be, but yeah. So yeah, I mean Sheffield looking good at the moment. Um, obviously, uh, they're the only team that are undefeated so far, as far as I can see. Um, yes. so you know that could be maybe they'll get the chance to play in the the playoff final in their own pad. Um, but they've got a tough trip up to Edinburgh next week, and Nottingham come up to St Andrews. They've looked pretty listless as far as I can see, Nottingham. Not having a good yeah, season. Yeah, does seem a little bit strange. Obviously, that the one anomaly result that you'd kind of look at, you'd see the might be an early season from the Bears, the six-six draw with Nottingham. That one sticks out a little bit. That maybe maybe the Nottingham do have something to bring to the table, but um, could be an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, if we flip now to the south, uh, I think. The south, the south's looking pretty tight, but from what I understand, last night we had a, a real, a real close one and a real low scoring affair. Oxford edging out London one nothing. Exactly. When's the last time you saw a one nothing game in the BUIK? Probably in those fifteen minute nationals games where no one can really. Discounting those, Rambo. Yeah. On. Apart from Six, that. Game. I don't. I don't think that I remember a time where there was a one nothing game. Uh, in 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 my time in the in the BIHA anyway, um, so you know it's 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 hard to think that that actually happened. But the goal t- tenders must have been good, um, teams around them must have been good, and uh, yeah, I would imagine that it would have probably been still a good game to watch, even though it was only one nothing. Um, yeah, exactly, and uh, certainly throw in you got the likes of there Cardiff. I know, obviously, not perhaps everyone's. Favourites to pull up any trees, but I think we said in our, our predictions last time out that Cardiff could take points off people, and obviously down uh, down in Cardiff, taking uh, getting the draw against London's a big result. That is that's a massive result for them. I, I mean, I do think that they, that, you know, to anyone looking at this, they're probably it's between them and UCL who finish in that that fifth spot. But 
Um, you know, Cardiff certainly uh, they're not well, they're certainly not last at the moment. Put it that way in that, exactly. that division. Cardiff, uh, Cardiff tying it up in the last five minutes to make it two-two in that game as well. Yeah, did did, did Dave play in that game? Do we do we know? They didn't. God, and they managed to overcome having Dave in their team. So you know they're they're doing all right. So uh, yeah, and let's uh, looking at Division Two. Uh, you you guys in pretty good shape. Um, yeah, not doing too badly. Yeah, um, played three. Is it just three games you played so far? We got a sheet outstanding. No, the, the the fourth one's pending. That was uh, we played Sheffield C this weekend and uh, over overcame that result. Right. Okay. So she- well, Sheffield C, I feel bad. I've given them a bit of a tough draw here because they seem to have had uh, they've had five games already by the by the sounds of things. Then, um, so when when is your game against Manchester? That is a week on Friday. So that's the first game, is it? That's a week. Yes, that was in, in Manchester, which I'm quite happy to potentially. I'm quite happy to go there first. Gives us a. Uh, I know it's obviously the harder game, but obviously it means we get a good look at them and then can reassess for the home fixture later in the year. But that, I, you would look early on. You'd look at that result and say maybe does the the division pend on swing on that one? Yeah, I think yeah, I think you were right. I think this game this will take about nine. Uh, Nine or so wins to win this one, um, so finishing nine and one is going to be important, and it could come down to goal difference. So, unfortunately, that means that you and Manchester are going to have to be pretty ruthless against the rest of the rest of the division. Yeah, especially when uh, just to update that for you yourself, Rambo, our, our victory against Sheffield C was thirteen nil, so that moves us to eight points and plus forty six goal difference. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's. It's a sh- it's a shame sometimes that you have to feel that you have to rack up goals to try and. Uh, yeah, it, it is, but unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast. I'm afraid yeah. it's. Yeah, I I think sometimes though, when you get teams at coast, I think that's almost more disrespectful than racking up goals. Yes. Actually, no, I w- I would say the same as well. I've been in that situation before where you've got teams playing within themselves, and as much as it might it might be nice because you're not getting uh, drilled on the scoreboard, it's never it's never nice to feel like you're not getting the the other team's full attention. Yeah, yeah, and then. Moving to the south now, the south is only a four-team league, the or four-team league-style cup competition. Sorry, uh, <laughs> we'll be getting an email from Rob now. Um, but uh, Imperial Imperial seem to have the early advantage in that with uh, with two wins, and from what I understand, they went away to Birmingham, and I was hoping I would eventually speak to someone from Imperial. They only had about seven players. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, and they and they managed to they managed to come away with a four two victory in that opening game, um, and they got a lovely a lovely Saturday afternoon sick four uh, fifteen face off slot. I mean, that's unheard of. Yeah, that's uh, <coughs> that's probably the best slot in the league. Uh, yeah, apart apart from you, you obviously we I know that you've got one at noon, but. That does, in fairness, mean leaving Edinburgh at like seven in the morning or something. So. Yeah, exactly, but even four fifteen face off. I know it takes up all your day, but in the same way, at least you're uh, you're not necessarily going to see the sunrise. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's some sights to be had uh, leaving Edinburgh at that time in the morning. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but they, I mean, they, I don't know whether it's a lack of game sheets. I know that she- uh, Southampton are really struggling with their with their ice slots. Um, in fact, they just told me they have to cancel a game. They're only they're only eighteen scheduled game. They're going to have to cancel because the ice rink double booked. So, it's uh, it's going to be a logistical nightmare um, for that uh, that division towards the end of the season because there's going to be fixtures on top of each other and all sorts. But I can see uh, looking on the TBC column, we've obviously got Coventry seems to be having the same. Uh... Coventry is having similar issues. I think teams are going to have to play in their training slots sometimes as well. Um, yep. But I mean that's that's one of the logistical problems. I, I found out today actually that uh, St Andrews haven't been able to secure a sort of prime time slot for their for their one TBC game as well. So if there's anyone from Sheffield uh, listening, I do apologise for that, but there might not be any other choice um, but to play them on a Tuesday evening. But that that's why we play this game. We love it, and it doesn't matter what time of day we play it at. Exactly, and uh, I suppose to uh, to somewhat um, segue into the uh, I don't know if segue is the right expression. Actually, we'll need to get used <laughs> to these sort of uh, bits. But um, to 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 move ourselves into the the interview with Oxford, uh, I was um, 
going to say that it, whilst it doesn't matter what time of day we play hockey, it doesn't matter whether we have a Y or an X chromosome. And uh, so, as most of our listeners will know, we've mentioned women's hockey on multiple occasions uh, on this podcast and how we feel that it should be promoted. And we think the BHA is doing a pretty good job, which is not just us patting ourselves in the back, but we now have some evidence of that in the bit you're about to see. But before we get to that, Nick, me and you both owe... Well, more me than you. We both owe the uh, the listeners a bit of an apology. Do you know about this? No, I don't. This is ooh. yeah. Have you heard about the fake news that we uh, presented? Fake news. What what fake news did we present? We presented a certain signing news for <laughs> Oxford in our last pod. Did you know about that? I vaguely remember something. Have, have, have you been telling Porky Pies about? Somewhat, yes. I told uh, everyone that Tanya and uh, Jennifer Lawrence both re-signed for Oxford this year. <laughs> and that was hashtag fake news. Um, so, yeah, um, I was I was spouting so, more so, rubbish so, than I'll, Donald I'll, Trump. I'll apply of being out there, outlandish, making rash comments to get in the news and find out who's actually listening actually worked from the sound. It did, yeah, because we got, we got tweeted shortly after the last pod with a hashtag fake news tag uh, from the Oxford Girls. So we, we do address that in the next pod. There is some evidence that Dan Locke may have caused part of it, but um, we'll get to that. So uh, let's hear what Oxford had to say. Uh, so I'm joined here with Rebecca Guerrero, Lisa Choi, and Fiona McLaughlin, oh, and Dan Locke as well. Hi, folks. Hello. Hi, so how's things in Oxford uh, this time of year? Uh, how's the hockey side of Oxford at the moment? Oh, oh. <laughs> glad you asked. Um, it's alright. Well, yeah. Early times, early times. New season, new start. Um, okay. The men are, are doing well, the women are doing stuff well. <laughs> <laughs> women are learning, they're progressing, they're holding their own. Yeah. They're um, a very new team. Very new team. So have you got a lot of new starts in the women's team this year then? Yeah. Majority. Like over 90%. Yeah, a lot of bigger skaters. That's interesting. Oh, very promising though. That's quite interesting actually. So uh, are the figure skaters, are they, are they quite good at skating? Do they know hockey quite well as well? Um, now, uh, I want to get this out of the way at the start, because uh, sure. Nick, Nick and I um, might have presented some fake news uh, on the last podcast. Uh, could you tell us what we did wrong? <laughs> well, I believe this fake news uh, involved two former players returning this year, and, and they are not returning this year. Yeah. We do not have Tanya or Jen Lawrence on our bench. No, we, uh, we do apologise for that. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was still your email contact in the stats admin that I see, so that's. <laughs> Maybe the new president should fix that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Maybe he should. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the fake news is your fault. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the the other reason I wanted wanted to speak to you all is uh, Nick and I have obviously been talking a lot about uh, women's hockey, and I'm as I don't know if you know, but Edinburgh are starting a women's team. Did you know about that? Yes, yeah, so the yeah, the Caledonia the Caledonia Steel Queens. If you want to look them up on uh, on Steel Facebook. Steel Queens, that is a great name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm skeptical. Yeah. yeah, there's there's mixed reaction about the name, but the jersey's pretty badass. So people people. That's all that matters. It yeah. won't be as badass as ours. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, what, what Nick and I were sort of uh, discussing, what we're interested in, is what you what 
what you think the uh, the BIG is maybe doing well in terms of promoting the women's game and what we could do better? Ooh, that's a great question. Oh, um, I was just saying, I think one of the good things is positive discrimination insofar as allowing women to play up. So I know Lisa and Becca have both um, played up with the Vikings before and the fact that they're not limited to only being able to play three games and then having to decide on which team they're going to play for. So having representation of women in mixed teams um, attracts more people, helps people realise that women are of an equal standard and can play competitively with male teams. Yeah, I think women's nationals was a really big highlight for us last year. We loved it, mostly because we just killed everyone. <laughs> I genuinely was really happy to see that finally happen. How many women's teams have cropped up in the last few years since I joined. And you really got to see it and at nationals too. Like, there's like Steph Towns, and I don't know her name, but she plays on the London Dragons, Div 1 team. Like, having young female athletes who are just taking up the sport see these women, like, really excel, I think it's pretty inspiring. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think even just, like, you know, this new team that you're starting, that's that's fantastic. I think just having all-female teams, especially for girls who want to get more involved and learn the sport. Because, honestly, playing with all guys can be intimidating. Just, they're, they can be bigger. They, some can be faster. <laughs> um, and it's, it's nice to have that like, team camaraderie with all females. It's pretty empowering to be out there. Like I love yeah. playing with the bikes. Um, the whole club, honestly, the Blues Bikes are super welcoming to the women. But it is nice to sort of have our our team, our time, and our and our space through that. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do you... Sorry, on you oh. go. You're breaking up. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. The next, th- can you still hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The the next thing I was going to say, you you, you were mentioned about the the mixed teams and sometimes it can be a little bit intimidating. Do you ever find that sometimes the guys can be a little bit overprotective as well? Uh, ah, no. Yeah, I don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on the flip side, um, I did have a concussion last season from playing with the women and I noticed that when I play with, with the men, it feels a bit like you have more enforcers out there, they're a bit more used to it. So there is, a, you know, a bit of, it's not necessarily like they're being protective and like, you know, looking out for you not letting you take a hit. But it is kind of nice to, to feel like you have that strength on your side as well. Um, yeah, and it's a different sort of game when you become game. one of the smaller players yeah. um, on the men's team to being sort of one of the more experienced and dominating players on the women's exactly, team. Exactly, yeah. It's a different role exactly, you yeah. have to fill. Yeah. Uh, which is also really fun. It's a little variety. But like, yeah. of anything, I would say that our Vikes, I mean, they, they appreciate, I think, the experience that we bring or can bring. Um, and they're super welcoming. I think the like sort of protectiveness comes from a lot of the other teams. Like I don't know how many times people say sorry to me last night. I'm just like, fuck off. Like, Ooh, you bumped into me. Um so uh yeah, you you girls had your first game last night, is that is that right? How'd that go? Um, it was a, a mixed bag of reactions I'd say. We we played Imperial and end of the second it was tied two to two, which I think we were all really pleased with a lot of yeah. also like our team is very much fresh legs um and then there was a bit of a, a combination of just i'd say fatigue a lot of girls have never played a full hockey game before our practices might be an hour and a half but like those 20 minute periods can really can really get you especially <laughs> when you're when you're a fraction of the size of the yeah. opposition so well. we um yeah and a new team. Yeah, I'd say we're taking the game as a positive and using yeah. it to learn. But we have Cardiff next, and I I think after a week of practice and kind of going over what may have fallen apart in the game, I'm, I'm pretty positive this season. Yeah, I'm doing it. High expectations, high hopes. Yeah. And I also would say that, like, this Imperial team that we've played now in Div 2 South on Checking, it's, like, basically the same team we played in Div 3, and the level, the standard of play has gone up so much throughout the entire league that, like, they were much better than I was expecting, I think, for what would be Division Four Nationals. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the whole league is yeah, just getting Yeah, which stronger. is great to see that the UIJ is just increasingly growing and strengthening itself. 
Yeah. I want to get back on top of my jacket. Uh, well, well, Nick, I don't know if you heard the, the last podcast, but Nick and I are championing the idea of an all-women's uh, playoff final, so we hope you can turn the ship around, essentially. Yes! Yeah, that, I think that would be great, for the obviously, for the women's game there. Just just to stray off a little bit from the, the, the women's team and talk about Oxford as a, as a club in general, um, Varsity, is it your, your pad this year, is that right? And is that the what everyone looks forward to the most, or is it nationals? What's the what's the big thrill of playing for Oxford? <laughs> um, I think for a lot of, especially a lot of the new girls, varsity is really exciting, um, and especially being on the home turf. But I have to say, I think we've talked nationals up the most, yeah. just in terms of like <laughs> team bonding. It's a trip. I mean, whole weekend, going up above right? Sheffield. It, oh, it's just such a different, different atmosphere, different vibe. As as a non-varsity eligible player, I know I'm most looking forward to varsity nationals. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think that they're actually quite a ways away and we're kind of taking it practice at a time at this point, to be honest. Yeah, one game at a time, one week at a time. But it is nice to kind of build that stoke within the team and be like, you know, we do want to be Cambridge, we do want to perform well in nationals, and we think we can, so. I think it's interesting because I kind of get the vibe that we have a really great relationship with Cambridge. Yeah. And that while it is a competitive nature, it's a respecting of the other team. So for varsity, at least for me, it's a challenge and it's um, a chance to get out there and skate with people I respect on the ice, both on my team and the team I'm skating against. Whereas with nationals, it's a little bit more depending on which division we would put into. We're playing teams we've never got the chance to play before in the league. It's a chance to really, you're like, it's not that I don't respect them. It's just that um, it's a different atmosphere. It's it's fresh. It's like, you know, there's no (laughs) silver trophy at the end of it. Um, I mean, it's still super fun. There is a championship. There is like, you know, prestige, a little bit of, you know, bragging rights to go around. But Varsity just has that bit of history, I think. Yeah, but I think there's like a lot of hype for varsity and a lot of excitement for nationals. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really, really good way of putting it. No, I think that... varsity is just like, I don't know. Varsity is sort of a, a university-wide expectation, whereas nationals is sort of something specific to our hockey club that we get to enjoy and revel yeah. with. And the BYJ. Varsity is the cake, nationals is the cherry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really good way of putting it. Um <laughs> There's uh, just one one final thing, and this is this is more directed, I suppose, at Dan. Um, what, how how is the how is literally tweeting everything that you're saying? How how is the uh, Kabaddi petition coming along? Then? <laughs> Who me? I, I think it would it would be great if uh, if if we can sign off on that. I would I would enjoy commenting on that. Um, and uh, yeah, it could it could introduce an, a a new uh, a new um intensity of uh, kabaddi, I suppose. Maybe maybe we could just like cancel the Division One playoff match. Oh yeah, nationals this year. I just have North versus South ice kabaddi. That would yeah, be pretty I cool. Yeah, and especially especially from my point of view, is St Andrews look like they're going to make that final, so I'd be okay with that. So, <laughs> so uh, except this is a formal challenge from the teams of the south. We are throwing down the gloves. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. So we've got to bring it. We've got to bring the heat from the north, then. Okay. Yeah. So it will be south versus north in ice kabaddi. <laughs> well, I, I would I would accept that challenge, but I need to see what the other the other guys in the north are, are saying to it. But you're on the committee. You can exert your dominance. 
Anyway, um, I'd like to thank you all for for your time. Have you got any anyone you want to give a shout out to before we we wrap this up? The new women's players. And your new, and your new women's team. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Say hello to Edinburgh for us. Will do, will do. And uh, if you shout out to the new players, that means they'll probably listen to this. So that's great. Thanks very much. <laughs> And right, we are. We're back now, Nick. Um, and uh, so you heard what the girls had to say there, and they were quite positive about the the BIHA and the yes. po- positive discrimination aspe- aspect of it. Um, yeah, it's it's something that I know both myself and yourself have been involved in this for the last couple of years, and it's been it has been a topic on the agenda. And it's not just the clubs who do have girls teams who've been getting involved in this; it's the potential ones in the future. And it's the ones who it impacts them directly in terms of the teams that they're playing against. And it is a hot topic and it's good to hear that obviously we've been doing something right. Yeah, and um, I think that, you know, we, we've said, we said this on the, uh, the commentary earlier this year um, at Nationals that, you know, in terms of the women's game, that we do think the BIHA is, is not maybe leaps and bounds, but is definitely ahead of some of the other, other sections in the UK. And uh, yes. we would welcome any feedback. So if any, if there's any, you know, buddy listening who thinks you know something's been missed by the Oxford uh, team that just spoke to us, then uh, you know, get in touch with us and we can see what we can do to try and improve things because we're always looking for ways to improve um, within reason, obviously. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. So. Um, Maybe just uh, just have a quick look at the the non checking. The non checking is a pretty young competition uh, in normal, but if we look at the north, there's just been the the one game as far as I can see. Uh, that was yesterday, in fact. And Ramble, I don't know if it happened before, but the first the first time that I wasn't playing or wasn't coaching, the game sheet gets done live. That's what happened. There you go. The game sheet got done live. I think that might be the first time be actually history of the game sheet's been done live. But exactly. Newcastle, Joe Gubbins new, from Newcastle can confirm as he skated off the ice he could approve the game sheet and it was up online. That that's that's incredible. I'm sure he I'm sure he really enjoyed him uh, approving this game sheet as well. Um as as his team unfortunately went down um fifteen nil by the looks of things. You had the you had the house that Brooks built in goal. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um yeah, he was excellent last year obviously for your for your a team as yeah. well, so is that a temporary thing? Do you think, or have you got a new uh, goalie? It's a temporary measure. He's had some uh, some changes going on in his life right now and in his working life. That it's uh, scheduling wise, we've uh, had to move things around, and he's been able to help out the guys in the B team temporarily. Okay, okay, and I see. Uh, in exciting news, Rambo. I know you like to hear this. He's actually going to be making his debut tonight, playing out for the C team. Oh wow! This is this is incredible news, and is that is that that's also against Newcastle, right? Yes, it is indeed. Yeah, part three of the uh, of the derby. <laughs> it's just uh, the. I mean, you guys must be happy because I mean, finally, you've got the 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 A teams playing each other. You've got all the teams playing each other. That's a club wide sort of rivalry. Maybe a little bit of respect, but a lot of, a lot of rivalry as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and having played in that game last week and watched the game last night and looking forward to the game tonight, it's there is a healthy level. Of, like there is, I'll not lie, there is hatred there and there is cross words and there is nastiness. But in the same way, there is a healthy level of respect for for both teams and both clubs, what past and present they've done. And it's good to finally get it out there. There's no no more talking, no more tweeting. It's just about what happens on the ice. Yeah, and uh, you've got um, tonight. You've got the. Newcastle women's team coming. Yes. Come, come, I was going to say visiting you, but I mean it's the same rink. But in fact, you're visiting them, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Um, yeah, I think that that's going to be a much tougher matchup, surely, than the the one last night. That's going to be much closer. Yeah, and that's that's the uh, that's the general feeling I had from last night. And no respect, no disrespect to the Newcastle uh, the guys playing out there for Newcastle last night. But uh, there's some of the girls who uh, certainly might have been close last night if they were playing as well. Right. Okay. Okay. And um, yeah. So move, let's switch to the south now. We've got Kent. Uh, there's only been a couple of games in the south, I think. Yeah. Um, 
Kent have played two games. They've played away to um, Birmingham and they've played at home to Southampton and they've won both games. Um, that's kind of what we expected, essentially, isn't it? Yes. Is the uh, the game sheet for the first one, is that wrong? Interesting. It says 3-6. It does say 3-6. Wait a minute. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm hey, saying they've got two wins. I'm not even paying attention properly. You know, it's just because they're at the top of the table, but it's the goal difference that's put them there. Yes, there you go. Ah, yeah. Look at the the. Uh, it looks like they did. They did uh, lose Charlie Paul. Charlie Postel was in goal, of course. So that makes all the difference for Southampton because we know what he was like um, last year in uh, Nationals. Um, so and uh, Orlando. Orlando Beckett with the uh, I just about said Orlando Bloom there Orlando Beckett with a hat trick as well. That's a that's a big uh, that's a big result. Yeah, that's a, that's a massive result. I I hadn't actually fully appreciated that until until you mentioned it because I can't really see the score on my phone because the uh, <laughs> the the score goes over the Southampton uh, logo, so you can't see it because it's too dark. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah. Um, so yeah, that is a turn up for the books. Descendant of a top point scorer in that division, descendant of Andy by any chance? We got Vincent Miller. Could be, could be. I, I don't know. I think there could only be one Andy Miller though. Yeah, yeah no, no one. No one. Well, no, let's be honest. I'm hoping there's only one. Yeah, nobody wants to adopt that mantle. Um, and uh, <laughs> you've got, uh, of course, you've got. You know, if we're talking about scoring races, you've of course got Daniel Steele. Uh, who's re-signed this year? Now that is not fake news. That is that is a hundred percent legit news. Yes, um, Next up, the, the division with more A teams than probably Division Two actually. Um, Hull, Ice Hogs, and Bradford Sabres the only team to play only teams to face each other. I think they played each other last night. They had a bit of a home and home, so I've not seen what the result of that one was. But Bradford going down at um, no sorry. Uh, the Hogs winning in Bradford and uh, Bradford last night playing at the Pig Barn so we're not sure what the, the result of that is. Do you think we could get people to adopt that as the the, the home the ice rink? The Pig Barn. I was going to go for the Bacon House. Well, the Bacon House is good. I like that. I like that. Um, so yeah, I mean there's not much we can say about the Division 2 North in non-checking really other than no. it looks like Hull Ice Hogs have, have beaten someone. Uh, now there is one thing we could look at though and that is uh, to see um, who Hull Icehogs have from last season so let's see I've just been doing the same uh, same exercise the same exercise so we play them on Saturday I probably should do some homework I don't actually recognise many if any of the names so fair play to them Um, I thought maybe recognise you know like like a couple of the a couple of the or whatever Hagger or um, <laughs> the Wrecking Ball, <laughs> but but I don't recognise any of them. Um, that is still my favourite no- moment in Nationals ever. <laughs> I, you know what, Bramble? If you, next time you find it, please let me know which video and how far through it is. I've been trying to find it for so long, and it's just yeah, it's it's not a wasted endeavour looking it up though, because it is absolutely hilarious. So, um, so yeah, Division Two South has had a few more games. Um, I understand as well that Oxford lost to Imperial uh, in their first game, um, I think it was Sunday night. Game sheet's not up yet, but they, they told me that um, earlier, as you would have heard. So, yeah, that's an unfortunate one for them, but they said they've got a lot of newbies. So that's, you know, it's it swings in roundabouts, really. The positive is they've got a lot of newbies. So Exactly, which is, it builds for the future. Yeah, and it... At the end of the day, they said that they had fun and they were quite close until the end. So that's that's important. But um, Cardiff uh, coming away with a bag and a couple of wins, uh, a big win away uh, at home to Cambridge uh, women's team, nineteen uh, nothing uh, on Sunday night. Um, so they are flying away at the top at the moment. But uh, we'll not see. We'll see how long that lasts. Frankly, eighty eighty six shots on on goal in that game against Cambridge. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if the power play stats always work on this thing, but it's got power play 100% and PK 100%. That's pretty good going, if that's the case. Good going. If you're the coach, you'll be happy, man. Yeah, you've, you've drawn up that umbrella perfectly. 
I'm not sure if they play the umbrella in that division, but you know what I mean. Um, and then, uh, of course, I, I think there's just been... Trombone, I believe, Rambo. Hmm? More like the trombone in that division, I believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've got the... Uh, I've seen one result in um, Division uh, Division 3 South, the only Division 3. Oxford Vikings, as, as you know, they have to start from the bottom and work their way up and they uh, absolutely hammered the Spitfires D. Um, yeah, and, uh, as rather, you can see, started at the bottom and they are here. So um, Yeah, they they, uh, they pillaged the crease, uh, one might say, um, and came out with a, a comprehensive 24 nothing uh, victory, um, which to some extent was to be expected, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's much more we can really say on that at the moment. I do think the Vikings are the the team to beat in that division. I don't think there's there's much else we can add to that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot to look forward for, to, I think. Um, a lot of things that are going to fall into place, I would think, eventually. Yes, thick, uh, thick and fast games now. Now, I'd say the next three weeks leading up to the first week in December, I would guess there'll be probably every team will have a good couple of games and we could probably sit here in a week's time, 10 days' time and be looking at totally different divisions. Yeah, and that's what well, that's what I like. I think this part of the season's always exciting because you're always looking to see what's going to happen. Um, and then towards the end of the season it gets a little bit more predictable and I think sometimes teams... I don't, I don't want to I don't want to cast aspersions on teams but I think sometimes teams do sort of start to give up um, if they realise yes. they're not going to win and they... The players maybe they don't get the roster size they want or or what have you. So I'm hoping teams don't do that. I'm hoping teams you know stick to it. But I'm sure sometimes it does happen because it's so disjointed towards the end of the season sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the important thing is, uh, and this is something you won't have expected, Nick, is do you know that the Manchester Metro Stars A game against you has now been moved? What? The, the home game. Your home game. My home game? Yeah. Moved to where? Well, it's, been, it's not been moved drink, it's been moved date. I was not aware of this. Well, this is because some idiot, <clears throat> me, um, decided to, <laughs> to, to give them two games on one date. In fairness, they had enough time to travel from your pad to go and play Sheffield, but it, it wasn't fair and, and Andrew... Um, and the other Manchester boys raised it, so I, I've changed the fixture, which now means the twenty fourth of February is free. So, what say we have ourselves a friendly on that day? Oh yeah, I, I, I see where this is going. An on pod yeah. challenge. Certain is there a certain uh, certain new girls team potentially what travelling south for the. Uh... There. How about the Steel Queens come down and take on the uh, the Kings? I don't know B or C that day. Yeah, Kings non-checking select. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what it's like. You doesn't have to be just B or just C because it's a, ch- a challenge. I'll, 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 I'll make you a deal that we'll go for Kings non-checking select, and I'll prioritise picking our girls. That sounds good to me. That sounds fair, and. And on that basis, you'll probably play yourself and go as well, I would imagine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know, have you ever played in goal before, Nick? I, I've done it in training a couple of times. I've done it at ball hockey, but never actually... Well, I've done it on the ice, but never actually in an official game. So there you go. Oh, that could be that could be another challenge for you, but I'll let you make that decision as the, the coach, manager, general dog's body of the Kings. Exactly, that's a, that's a big call. I mean, there's plenty of goalies out there that we've got that might get upset that I'm taking their ice time, but... Hey ho, it's a, it's a special game. Yeah, if Brad Brooks is in goals, I'm going to be greatly disappointed. You can play him out if you want, but not in goals. Yeah, I, well, I think uh, I do believe his sister might be joining us. In which case, might go for the uh, might go for the family family fair. All right, is he is does his sister play in goals then? Or? Uh, no. However, I'll, if if she's going to play, I'll get him to play out with her, and we'll probably maybe maybe get Perry uh, Middle Perry in goal since he plays uh, goal for the C's and maybe get Perry Senior and Perry Junior out there as well. Cool. Just, only, you're only allowed to play if you've got family members. <laughs> That's good start. It's good how your club's got so many family members. There's not... Um, I mean, you make your family members in, in uni hockey, I think, sometimes. 
exactly. Uh, I mean, the Eagles certainly have done that over the years. I'm sure the Kings are the same. Uh, and I know a lot of Newcastle people stay in touch and things, as far as I know. So, you know, we're one big hockey family. Um, and uh, yeah, I was disappointed actually uh, recently because I had I got sent to do a recce game and I missed the uh, the Leeds game against Edinburgh. So oh. I didn't get to see uh, our, our man. Uh, missed out on some of your special booze. I know, I know. I'm going to have to wait till April now. Exactly, it's a long time. <laughs> That's a very long time. Um, in, fa- in fairness, uh, I probably I probably had enough to enough to drink at the, the All Blacks game. So. <laughs> well, maybe the case. Yeah, uh, that, that, that was a, a nerve-wracking affair, but that's a different sport, so we're not, we're not going to that. Um, we're only, remember, we're only allowed Kibadi excursions, yeah. not any other sports. Now that brings me to another point. Uh, there's been a there's been a gauntlet laying down by the south of uh, of a game of ice kabaddi at some point. That this is to be a new thing that we. Uh, I think we'll have to come up with some rules to make it slightly safer because I think rugby tackling each other with skates on might be dangerous. But uh, have, you, have you seen a Division Two game recently? <laughs> that might be exactly the same thing. <laughs> it pretty much is. So um, yeah, that that was a gauntlet laying down by Oxford earlier on. So. Um, we'll see how we'll see how they get on, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, by way of Steel Queen's update, and I know not not everybody's interested in this, but um, they have now now that now that we've laid the ga- the gauntlet down to your good selves, we we now have four games scheduled for next year. That's good. That's great to see. So I'm just hoping we can get them to nationals, and um, we're doing a kit drive at the moment as well. So. You know what it's like. That's the hardest part, I think. Do you find that's the hardest part for? Yeah, it, it is indeed. Just trying to get, trying to get stuff off the line, especially if you're trying to develop and have uh, have brand new players to the sport. It's hard to get people who are willing to invest. Sometimes it's a couple of hundred pounds, isn't it, to get started? And even if you can just give them a helping hand and, and second hand kit, or just something that gets them on the ice and takes away that financial pressure of trying to stop people from doing something that they're eventually going to love and then they're going to have to buy it anyway. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. I mean, you you, you want to try it um, before you invest all that money in it. Try you know, before you buy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I think that's the only way to get players going. So we've we've done a bit of a kit drive. We've got um, two or three sort of bits and pieces of kit in a, a one full kit at least. Um, though the person who's donated it is really tall, so... <laughs> <laughs> Who might be, yeah? Who might be struggling a little bit, but um, yeah, I think that's that's the thing. But it advise like all players that you know, all clubs. If you know somebody who's leaving, um, even if it's not in the best of nick, and somebody's saying I'm not taking my kit with me, then obviously ask them to to leave it behind and don't tell them to chuck it out because you, you never know when you might find that someone who really loves hockey. Exactly. There'll always be these people out there. You've just got to, as a club, as a manager, as a coach, you've just got to do whatever you can to make that a reality. Yeah, and uh, so um, looking forward uh, to to the rest of the season. I mean, do we still stick with our prediction that St Andrews are going to finish top of that that, that division now? I'm just one thing. I was just going to check there out the game that St Andrews played. So three. That's one at home to Edinburgh. Away and away, so you got to look. St Andrews played two. St Andrews will always be, I think, at home, near unbeatable. Near unbeatable on on home ice. Away from home, depends how they travel. Going out to Sheffield, a big trip. Obviously, going into Edinburgh, that's a feisty game. Leeds and Nottingham, we'll see what they have to provide. But I would say it's all on. Uh, I'd say the balls in St Andrews court. Yeah, and I'm. I mean, uh, looking at the uh, the Sheffield game, I mean, possibly a hangover for some of them. And I'm not saying like a hangover in terms of the intensity of the game the night before. I mean, an actual hangover. They had a, a double header. Um, Leeds is not a bad place to go out for a couple of pints. Yes. Though they would have been in Bradford, so that's an irrelevant point. But <laughs> <laughs> I would have called in Leeds if that was the case, definitely, though. Yeah. Um, 
So I mean that that's that's one. I mean our our predictions, as far as I remember, were that London or Cambridge would likely uh, win that division um, in the south. We, we did um, not just going back on this because obviously from what we've seen, but we said Oxford if they got their stuff together, it could be maybe, maybe they have the looks. So. Well, it sounds to me like they've they've got good defense, which actually I think gives you a massive advantage in this. Division, I think sometimes if you concentrate too much and just scoring all the time, that that can that can lead to problems. You, you come unstuck eventually because you'll find you'll play against the other team that can score, and then it's a case of who can defend better. Yeah, and I mean, the, I mean the 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 Eagles they're they're a very attacking team, but they rely so heavily on on uh, Bert Cricchetti, and yes. uh, and having been at the uh, the game and been on the line at the. Uh, Eagles St Andrews game. I honestly think that six four um, actually flattered the Eagles to an extent, but I'll probably get in trouble for saying that. But um, yeah, I think uh, St Andrews had most of the good play in that one. So we'll see. I mean, the, the Eagles obviously readjusted and went to Nottingham and picked up the win. So first win in Nottingham in six years. Got to do something for the confidence. Um, but Oxford looking like they could be the. Uh, the new favourite for that division. Uh, I think Paddy Power's odds will have shortened on them. Vegas odds are changing. Yeah. And as for Division 2 North, um, I think we said, you know, it was yourselves or Manchester, possibly Nottingham B. I think we were quite far out from Nottingham B. But I think you and Manchester is going to be a massive game in a couple of weeks' time. Yes. I think, uh, obviously, playing quite close attention to the... uh, Manchester Newcastle game last week. Obviously, having just uh, just played Newcastle a couple of nights before, it's a rough week for those guys. But um, looking at their team that they got there, pretty much not far off, uh, not far off the same lineup that played against us. Playing against Manchester, it probably gives us a good gauge of what Manchester are probably going to be around around about, which is uh, I'm quite happy for. But then. The one, the one thing I would say is for anyone who was there, there was there was nearly two hundred and fifty people there on uh, on Tuesday night, Rambo, for the Newcastle Northumbria game. That's that's really good going for a Tuesday night at one minute to midnight, or it was, it was it was something it was something crazy like that. And I would say that that wasn't a game that was that was war on ice. In which case, I would say the Manchester game it will have a lot on the line because it's top of the table clash, but it doesn't have the same. Just really, really doesn't have that same. Uh, you know, say quoi? You might go, go as far as that. There's not, there's not that same edge. So I think personally, from a head point of view, that will help us all the more. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I mean, when Edinburgh play teams that they're bigger rivals with uh, over the years, that's been obviously recently St Andrews, but over the years, the team that we've, I suppose, been the biggest rivals with, interestingly, because of the furthest away is Nottingham, and uh, you know. At times the nerves can get to you against Nottingham, and and on one occasion I know the Eagles bottled it against Sheffield not that long ago, um, when I was still coaching, and then had to win against Nottingham the week after, and it was the tensest game of hockey I've ever ever been to. Uh, so yeah, once you got a rival, it can make it all the, all the different, no matter how far apart you are, um, in terms of uh, skill set or points on the table. It makes all the difference, and and Newcastle. The next time you play Newcastle, they'll just be trying to spoil your season. Um, yes. You know, they want they'll want to beat you more than anybody else. So I don't know why I'm telling you this. You know this already, but <laughs> no, still, uh, still, I would say people watching out there, keep an eye on Div Two. This isn't over. Put it that way. No, it's not. And uh, and in the south, the south's a tough one. I mean, if Southampton get their their ice times together. They could they could run the the table pretty well. Um, Imperial obviously looking pretty good, even with short benches going away and picking up points. So that one's not that easy to call, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and it, unfortunately, as we said before, we don't know anywhere near about as much as the south as we do about the north. I don't intend to change any predictions um, about uh, in non-checking because. There's not been enough games yet to, to yeah, sort of chat about that, um, but what I will say is, uh, you know, Oxford, Oxford women's don't don't ruin the dream. Come back to us, you know. You've got you you got it. You got to pick it up and and win all the rest of your games, run the table, so we can have this uh, 
Newcastle women's, Oxford women's final that we talked about. Yeah, that's what we're aiming for. Well, not tonight particularly, but that's what we're aiming for in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> putting on a different hat. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, putting on a different hat. You can't aim for that tonight, but I mean, I reckon um, that tonight's game will be an interesting one to see what the final score is. I am not going to stay up and try and watch live tweets of it um, if anyone is even bothering to do that, but um, I'll be interested to get a WhatsApp from you in the morning telling me what the score was. I shall do indeed, Rambo. Yeah. Now, um, just one final thing before we go. Um, we're still waiting on uh, someone to do a jingle, so if you want to do that, then please get in touch with us. Um, and uh, let, let us know, uh, essentially. Because um, we, we, we really could do with some kind of musical... You know, introduction. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, we definitely. It needs something. It needs something iconic that we can put put our name behind. Yeah. Like Torch's Corner isn't the same without the theme tune. No, no. Um, and I mean, I, I think if the first thing people hear every week is my voice, that they might they might be considering turning off. I'm not sure. Um, except that Mrs. Hollywood from last year who thought it was uh, rather lovely. Um. So uh, she got the roses, obviously, after nationals. But that's, <laughs> you know, it's not about um, it's not about uh, just us. We would like to have more input from the people of the BIG. Exactly. As much input as we can get from as many people, either listening in, let us know what your thoughts are, or things that you want us to talk about, want to know our thoughts on. Maybe, I don't know, a lot of people probably want to know my thoughts on a lot of stuff. But, um, but certainly, I, get involved, guys. So don't, uh, don't be a stranger. Yeah, one final thing just before we we do sign off. Um, I uh, asked Simon Gifford to to give me an interview for the pod, and he said he would think about it. So, um, if anyone's interested in hearing that, let's get a wee hashtag going. Hashtag come on Simon on the uh, on Twitter, and uh, and I'll show him all the hashtags we have, which will probably be about two because no one will remember to do it. But um, he might be persuaded for the next pod to to give me um, a piece of his time and uh, tell me how things are going down in Southampton. Um, so I'm keen to speak to as many teams from the South as possible so we have more balanced pod for you guys. Um, so even if you want to send me an email or, or tweet us, then go ahead. Yes. Okay, so for Nick and myself, that's all for uh, tonight's uh, podcast. I'm not going to say goodnight because you might be listening to this in the morning, but goodbye and we'll speak to you next time. Try and get back to you. Probably. What do you think, Rambo? Thick and fast. You try and do this again, maybe. I think yeah, just maybe like in December, just the second week in December. Yep, sounds good to me. That's we'll have a we'll... little pre-Christmas review, and uh, we can do. I'll uh, talk about what Secret Santa gifts gifts we're getting. Uh, getting Andy Miller. <laughs> yeah, of course, and uh, just make sure you subscribe on iTunes or. Um, subscribe on uh, SoundCloud and you can uh, hear us anytime you like. So uh, we'll speak to you all later. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening to the BIHA pod. If you'd like to get in touch to provide feedback, arrange an interview, or if you have something you want us to read out on the pod, you can email us at podcast at bih.org.uk. Or if you'd prefer, you can tweet myself or Nick my Twitter is at Rambolua and Nick's is at NGI underscore 92.